Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's all streaming now on Hulu. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, guys. I'm coming to you from Boulder, Colorado, for a very special edition of Club Shay Shay on the Road with Coach Prime. You don't want to miss this one. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Man, you love getting pampered. I wish I was getting pampered. <laughs> ain't no pampered with eight toes. <laughs> Man, what a big... Oh. You ain't no good. See, you ain't uh, no, no good. I just said, you I, told me we was going to be I, serious. I, I, I thought you was magic or something. You just hide it. Boy, look at him. You my dog. I can't be serious with you before about five, ten minutes. I brought you something. They're going to kill me, but you're going to bring me something. Yeah. Ooh. I took care of you. I took care of you. You always do. I like this, dog. Because I know what it is. And I think I love the colors. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Shay Shay. A black and gold, though? Yeah, yeah. Only me and you got a pair of those. You ain't no good, but sometimes you good. Do I take care, do I take care of my do. dog? You do. You do. <laughs> what do you get the person that has everything? More well, of everything. It's a rough year last year. Is that, was that the big toe that you injured, that hurt, that really, that really took? I had three surgeries for that. But it was a, tur- a turf toe, wasn't it? Turf toe, yeah. That's what started everything. Yeah. My brother had that same injury. Had that same injury. Had surgery. Didn't do anything. Couldn't that, do anything. It be the same. And they told me my foot has been dislocated for 18 years. So you do this every day? Two or three times a day. I have to. Two or three times a day? Yeah. It starts hurting after a few hours. And I have to keep the blood circulating to get movement out of it. So? Like, I could make it through, like, three quarters of a game. Then after that, I'm on meds and everything. I'm limping. I got a little stroll at the beginning of the game. And by the third quarter, I'm limping like so crazy. So how long you got to live with this? Forever. You don't think I think it's my new normal. I'm, I'm down to like uh, seven pills a day. Right. I was like 30-some pills a day. What? Yeah, yeah. The pain was that bad? Just all, you know, I'm on blood thinners and right. everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. You so lose blood thinners cut. for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. I get rest a little cut. Life. It's over. You know, it's the first time I really let people really I know. openly see this. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, about the, uh, what about that third toe? Did you think about that? Like, you know, y'all going and straighten it out while you're there. No, I just like that. They I go, know, they but I'm saying, don't you, did you want to straighten up? He chilling, though. He leaning over. You know he what? He mad because really, the home is gone. I mean, you probably weigh like a, a size 11, but you really ate with that. If, you, that, if, that, if that toe was straight, <laughs> that'll have a, a size and a half at least two with that toe straight. <laughs> oh, really? No, honestly, I'm a 12 on this side and I'm 11 on this side. So no more sandals for you, no flip-flops for you, huh? Oh, my bad time. You know what I'm tired. You know what? Maybe they do a special flip flop and put it up. With a straight face. With a straight face, though. I can't do it with a straight face. 
He ain't no good. He ain't no good. You, who, who come to visit a man and just, <laughs> just go at my toe? Because I because you know why? Because you already know if the shoe was on the other foot. Well, you had to say the shoe. Oh, my bad, my bad. Boy. Boy, he ain't no good, man. Man, that's one thing about my homeboy. He going to be eight toes down for you. I mean, like, <laughs> what's, the, what's the saying with a ten? Oh. He, hey, he ride hard. He, ten, he ate down for you. I'm glad you came to see you, boy, though. Man, you know I had to get up here and see you. It's your old stomach grounds right down the street. It is right down, right down the road, man. Yeah, you ran that. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay, and we're on the road with one of the greatest athletes ever. He's the only player to hit a home run in an MLB game and score a touchdown in an NFL game in the same week. Played in the World Series and a Super Bowl, NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1994. He's a nine-time first-team All-Pro, eight selections to the Pro Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champ, an all-decade player as a corner and a return guy. The greatest corner, I repeat, I reiterate, the greatest corner to ever play in the NFL. He's a cultural icon, a Hall of Fame classmate of mine. Got a bunch of names, he's let some of those go. Neon Dion, Primetime, everybody knows him now as Coach Prime. Coach, how you doing? I'm going to try my best. <laughs> See, there you go. Not we, to show up. We, we can't, we, okay. We off like this. How we, how? We not. We talk every week, and we you do. know what it's like. <laughs> so you expect me to be serious the whole but time. The because is, I know you. I know, but the cameras, see, the cameras ain't on us, dude. You know, okay. we could be us. Okay. Because a lot of times you call me, tell me, man, look, I know you're going to make me laugh, so let's just go ahead let's and get Let's just go ahead and get out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be serious. Okay. Walking on the field, you're looking, and here we are in the locker room. Been a lot of different places. Came upstairs earlier, met you in your office. Has it sunk in yet? No, because we're just closing the chapter okay. of Jackson State. And now we just opened the chapter okay. of a full steam ahead. Right. And it's still, yeah, like we was walking in. I think, I don't know what time we got in last night because we flew out right after the game to get mm -hmm. here because we had some recruits. And we were walking in like 12 of us. And I said, do you understand this is us? This is ours, but we got to make it what we want it to be. Right. It, it's still, like even in this locker room, setting up, I'm looking around like, dang, I, ain't, I didn't see the pictures and the numbers on top of the lock. Like, dang, those lockers are big. Wow, they got, I'm still in awe of how good God is. Right. Before we move forward to Colorado, let's go back, let's go to Jackson State. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, you participated in the Celebration Bowl for the second year in a row. And for the second year in a row, you weren't able to after win. a great regular season. You weren't able to, like, just get it. You were so close. Yeah. What happened yesterday? Okay, the first year, we got a little too like a days ago. Okay. We, we were smelling ourselves a little bit, and okay. we got humbled. We did everything right um, leading up to that. Right. Great week of practice. Great, great week meetings, of practice. Everything. Meetings, consistently. Guys went really in and out of the hotel. They were concise. They weren't missing curfew. We just didn't get it done defensively. Right. That was the thing. Uh, you're talking about the number one defense in the FCS, that we just didn't play up to our standards, mm -hmm. and we were not disciplined, and we didn't get it done. We tried. God, the offense tried. The offense mm -hmm. tried, but um, special teams as well as defense, and, and it's a team. We just didn't get it done. And I'm, I'm going forever 
remember this. Right. This is the second time we didn't get it done, right. and that hurts. For me, as an HBCU alum, I want to say thank you because you're my friend, and even if you weren't my friend, I want to thank you for the eyeballs that you brought. Mm-hmm. College game day yeah. showed up to Jackson State. Yes. Commissioner, and I understand his nephew played on your squad. He showed up. You've had yeah. so many scouts in and out, week 30, in and week oh, 32. out. 32, yes. And the attention that you brought to HBCUs, the way you've leveraged who you are with some of your corporate sponsors. Mm-hmm. You talk about a Walmart. You talk about an American Airlines. You talk about a Procter & Gamble. You mm-hmm. talk about an Under Armour. Yes. Nobody has more uniform changes other than Oregon <laughs> than Jackson State. That's right. You did that. Yes. Uh, you got a, a good friend of yours, uh, Michael Strahan, to outfit your team so they don't look like an all-tournament team. Right. You know, some guys would wear a hoodie. Some guys would wear a sweatshirt or Jackson State paraphernalia. When they, you guys went on the road, everybody slacks. Jackson State, everything. Looking back. professional. So I want to say thank you thank for you. what you've done. I'm not criticizing. And a lot of times we start to criticize for what someone didn't do, but they forget all the great things that you did do. When you heard the criticism that was coming, that you were leaving, mm-hmm. what went through your mind? Well, people are hurt. And uh, when people are hurt, oftentimes their first response isn't, the response that should be given. Okay. They say things out of emotions and anger, but I listen. Because when a person say stuff, that's what they really feel. Okay. When they're hurt and out of emotions and anger. And I just thought to myself, if I didn't know who I was and where I right. headed, and if I didn't know the Lord, I would believe some of those things. Okay. But I know me. I know my heart. Right. I know my intentions off the rip. And I know God, right. and I know when he speaks. And it's funny that when I first came and I said, God told me to come here, they didn't believe it. Right. But if I say, well, God said it's time for me to go, you still don't believe it. So what do you believe? Right. And what you should believe is I'm led. Come on, Shannon. This is good, both of us. When's the last time we put a, a football uniform on? <laughs> but, but we're still going. Right. So if you don't believe, and successful. Right. So if you don't believe that God has his hands on us, something's wrong with you. Because you got to see, I couldn't have done this by myself. Right. Had a wonderful coaching staff, or a wonderful AD who allowed me to do the things that we were able to accomplish. But it's no way we could have done those things without being led by the Lord. Right. But you put a blueprint in place. You left a, a former member from your staff in place. Yeah, but they mad because I got the pen. We put a blueprint in place, but I got the pen. Right. They say, hey, they, and they upset that. So now, really, you're not going to get the feeling that I gave you. Right. Because you felt like I let you down. I walked out. Uh, first and foremost, and I haven't disclosed this yet. My AD, um, Ashley Robinson, when I took the job, he said, I want you to do something for me. I said, what's that? He said, at least give me two years. I said, you got it. Okay. You gave him three. It's real talk. That, that's what we discussed. Do you, let's just say for the sake of, argue, sake of argument, you gave them five years and says, okay, I'm leaving. It, it, what if you gave them 10 years? It, it ain't going to be enough. Because it's, it's and I, I understand because it's love. Right. You, you fell in love, and I fell in love too. Right. And I felt like uh, we did more than we were expected to do. Correct. We just did it so expeditiously. 
that it overwhelmed you and you thought it was easy. Because what would normally take someone several years, we did it in two and a half. Right. That's what was staggering. CNN had a segment where they asked, is Deion Sanders a sellout for you leaving an HBCU? <laughs> People said he sold a dream, then walked out on the dream. You're a con man. Let, con let, me, artist. let, me, let me stop you right there. Okay, go ahead. What did I sell? I don't know. I don't recall. Now, I could be wrong. I don't recall you saying you was going to stay for any length of time. But what was the dream? The dream is that I wanted equality. Right. The dream that was I wanted these kids to get the notoriety and get to the NFL. We did that. Right. The dream that we want better facilities and we're overlooked and underfunded. I've established that. And we uh, made strides towards that. Okay. The dream was that I believe, I believe that we could win. I could believe that we could graduate at a certain rate. I believe that we could treat these kids as, and raise them to be young men. That was the dream. Why did you stop dreaming? I ain't. Right. The dream continues. Could it be the dream that you had and the dream that they had are different? That might be it. My man, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know how I think. And right. You know how I dream. And I don't know if that dream will ever align with my dreams. Right. Because I don't just look at athletics. I look at everyone. Right. We're for people. Right. We're not just for athletes. Right. Although that was my position. I'm in there fighting for everyone. Um, You're more than a football coach. You look at they, they, you look at yourself as more than a football coach, don't you? Yes, because I am. God ain't just called me to no ball. That may be the title of the position, but no matter whatever occupation you have, you got to do more than what that job description says. You more than this. Yes. Right. Yes. That, is absolutely. that it? Yeah. Is you that know what it? I do? That's not who I am. There you go. There you go. And. I do understand the people, but what I don't understand is do something about it. Won't you give a little more? Right. Won't you spend a little more time? Right. Won't you really try to bring solvency instead of sitting back throwing sticks and stones? Right. And it seems like all the people that are screaming and yelling and bickering and murmuring, check their giving. What have they given? When I was at Jackson, I told Ashley, unless they substantial givers, I ain't got time to be meeting with them. About what? About what? I have a vision for this, for this school. I have a vision for this, 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 this department. Why am I meeting with you to talk about what I should be doing and you ain't doing that? Right. And to talk about all in, both of my sons is on the team. Right. My daughter was playing basketball. Correct. And my son doing social media. Right. So who's all in? My mama there, my sister there. Nieces, their nephew, there. So who's all in? Right. My dog, even now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here, who's all in? All the same. Are you? Hi, who is all in? Am right. I? All, are you all in? Right. Because I'm all in. But you said, and you said something very interesting. What you just said. You said, yeah, you offer all these critiques, but you ain't offering no check. It ain't even just a check. But that's what you need to be able to compete. That's what you need. You need resources. Without resources, okay. look, you not? forget the football part. Okay. Let's talk about the overall funding of school. Okay. And we're talking about HBCUs. Period. I wanted to bring solvency to how are we broke? How are we always asking? Right. Why are we always uh, 
in the deficit. Right. Everybody? You mean everybody? That's a problem for me. So let's investigate that. Not saying that anybody is stealing or doing anything unfair. Let's investigate it. So let's find the fault. So if it's the state, if it's the government, where, where is this coming? This like thereof. Let's find it. Mm -hmm. I was willing to hire a team to audit and find this because it's impossible for all of us to be in the same situation. Right. Unless... It is true that only 77, 7% of graduates are giving back right. to their alma maters. And when they give, it's not substantial. Right. So I believe that's a problem. That's the issue. But you said something. You had an issue. Says, look, I don't mind playing all these bowls. I don't mind doing all this. But at, where is the money going? Is any money going back to the institution? You, I mean, with the, to the football team, you had a problem with going the to classics, play these bowl games, the classics. playing classics, yes, or and saying the money goes to the general scholarship fund. It goes to the school instead of the football. Who's playing the game? Who's at risk? Right. We are. So why should that not be in its totality ours? Right. Because we want enough to get us there. Right. And that's my problem. And then when it comes to the classics, I just had a problem with that. It's another home game. Right. That we lost. We, we played in Miami last year, which was a classic, wonderful classic at that. We played in Memphis, which is a classic, wonderful classic. And we played in Alabama. That could have been three home games. And if we do our mathematics correctly and handle our business, that's at least a, a million and a half a game. At least. We ain't see that. That would have been great, not for only the, the football department, but it would have helped, helped the other departments as well. So th that's just the way I think. My thinking is, is maybe because where we've been in life mm -hmm. is way down the street. Right. It's not there. It's way down the street. Did you hate going to a, like these meetings and boosters that felt like you were begging? I wasn't going to no boosters meeting. I wasn't doing that. For what? Five grand? I'm not doing that. I can go every, do every, I, every little bit of help. No. <laughs> My time, that, no. <laughs> no. No, that's an insult. My time is much more valuable than that. I'd rather be doing something with my kids, um, not my personal kids, my kids right. of the, the football team at JSU. I, I'm not doing that. And that's oftentimes what it is. I'm not doing that. One of the comments, why couldn't he stay at Jackson State? Build Jackson State into a Power 5. Why can't an HBCU be the prize? Okay, tell me how you build that into a Power Five because if you go into the Power Five conference, all the other schools, I'm sorry, let me re-enter re re that. If you go into a Power Five conference, uh, just say the SEC, you know all the other sports have to go too. Right. So you're not just talking about Put the football, football. team. You're, you're about not Notre Dame. Notre Dame is, is independent. He can go. The football team might play here. The basketball team might play there. But you're not Notre Dame. Right. And also, it's criteria that the school has to pass to be in those conferences. Right. And I don't know if that was going to be applicable to what we're trying to accomplish. You also spoke out against HBCUs playing the University of Georgia or playing these Power Five teams when you know you've got no chance of winning. And then it's a check. they give you 500, they give you 600,000. Oftentimes so the they don't even give you that. What? Oftentimes I, I did a study and I showed it. 
We even tweeted it out and put it out there, Shannon. I mean, uh, and I'm not picking on y'all. I don't want you to pick on y'all because of the incident with the coach. But I was really just really shedding light. Uh, you had Alabama State go and play, do the, do the numbers. Okay. They went to play UCLA. Correct. And UCLA requested the band. Band. Okay. That's two chartered flights. Yes. Let's just do a modest number of 300000 Correct. That's $600,000. Correct. Okay, now you got to stay there for a couple days. Right. Because you're not flying all the way over there for a day and come right back. You got to stay there. So let's just do hotel accommodations as well as food. Mm -hmm. So you really at a million dollars at least. At the bare minimum. At the bare minimum. I think the purse was like six fifty. So you in a hold on, you going to you in a deficit to go get beat by fifty? That's what it is, and that's not fair. No, no, because now, if you, now give the, me it, you can't look at that as it's a prize. We're going to play against you. You can't look at it like that. You right. got to look at it sooner or later. You got to put your business hat on and say we got to do business. Right? Yes. But it ain't no but in that one. It it it. it it ain't no but, but in that one. And I hate to choose that, but I'm not choosing that on the basis of what the coach said. Your buddy, matter of fact. <laughs> Eddie Rob, I played against yeah, Eddie. Yeah. He was at Jacksonville and yeah. Tennessee. I think he's a good guy, too, by the way. I think he just got caught up in the moment. You, how does, because also what I hear is that everybody can't be Dion. They can't build on what he started. He, he, he was Dion Sanders. How can they? build on what you started, what you created. You could take somewhat of the blueprint right. and understand it. Let me just give you something simplistic. We won, okay? okay. We didn't win the championships. You all know the last two years we didn't win that, but we had outstanding records. Yeah, you won the yeah, swag. Okay. We had a quarterback that can throw. Yes. Okay. The next best team in the swag um, is FAMU. Right. Up under Willie Simmons. Great offensive mind. They have a quarterback that can spin it. Go get you a quarterback that can throw. Okay. Because when you get, we get you down by 14, it's a wrap. Right. So at least go do that. I'm going to give you that blueprint. That one's easy. Right. Go do that. Right. Because it's running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Sooner or later, in some games, you're going to find yourself down and you got to spin it. Right. Okay. So that, that's just something simple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's so many other things. <laughs> Talk about this. You, you, you went through a lot. You went through the water crisis. True. And how difficult was it on your team? How difficult was it on you to, like, I got to win games, and people don't want to hear excuses. I've known you long enough to know you've never made excuses. Right. So you, and when I talk to you, like, we're not using that as no excuse. We got time, but we're going to practice. Yeah. And we're going hey, to find a way. We're going to make it work out. But and we, we got games to win. And we did. And uh, thank God that, that we had an AD that made it. Uh, and he was so helpful mm -hmm. in uh, – into what we did and what we accomplished because we were on the same page through, through it all, through right. all. We was on the same page. And we didn't have time for that. I mean, it was an ice storm there our first year. We were taking baths in the darn hotel pool, man. You know, the coaches and I. Right. That's how bad it was. But that's not something that the city of Jackson can control. Like right. The water stuff is crazy. They've been going on for years. They need to just make up, be friends, and get that fixed. And that's, I think, billions of dollars to right. handle that. But we... We don't trip, man. You know, it's so many things. It's not just Jackson that's dealing with adolescence and ignorance. It's, it's, it's multiple cities. But we don't make an excuse for it. We just keep on pressing and go make it happen, and that's what we did. How, do you, how, do, how, do you, how did you convince your kids to not let the circumstance control the outcome? We keep the main thing the main thing. 
Every day I stood up in front of those kids, I gave them some type of message, whatever God placed in my spirit. And we prayed. That's, that's how we start the day. Mm -hmm. And whatever was in my spirit, I gave it to them and they ran with it. And uh, they were very focused and committed, 100%. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of them for right. that. The injury, not an injury, but you was in dire straits. True. You had a blood clot. Clots. Clots. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I knew something was seriously wrong yeah. because we talked every single week. Yeah. And there were a couple of weeks that we didn't talk. They took my phone. And I was like. I woke up and uh, I can't say how because I never smoked or drank in my life. So I woke up under the influence mm -hmm. and they say I was just texting. They're like, ah, we're going to take your phone. <laughs> you, you put somebody there crazy. Right. So they took my phone. But you're right. What was going through when they told you your diagnosis? And you were in dire straits. They almost had to take not just the toe, but the foot, maybe even come up the leg. No, it was, uh, first it was the leg from knee down because I wouldn't get no blood. Okay. Then it was uh, life. Okay. Um, wow. And then it was two toes. Okay. And I'm thank, I thank God that it got to two toes. Right. They, they take them. So you're like good. a sloth now, three toes sloth. <laughs> my bad. No, you said we weren't joking. You said we, no, 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 my bad. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. See what I'm saying? <laughs> He told me he wanted to be serious, but this is who he is. I'm glad y'all see who he is. Thank you. You just had to. You ain't no good. You know you ain't no good. But let's get back in the character. This, this is how we you are. Ain't no good. Okay, you ain't no good. Okay. You ain't no good. Yeah. So, so look, look. Wow. That's with me forever. That's with me forever. I mean, you didn't have no calves to begin with. I'm trying I started to get some. Uh, is it being plant? Uh, what is it? A BB, BB, uh, a BBC. A BBC. <laughs> For your cow. <laughs> While you're down there, you might well go and hook me up, man. So, so, so what, what, did, they, what did they tell you? So what, when the doctor came in, he said, gave, you, I saw that look. And he's I telling you, Mr. Sanders. I saw that look, man. First of all, I had, you know, I had two, three toe surgeries from my playing days, right. and it was bad. So I went to get it checked out again because it was bad. And the lady said, the nurse, I'm sorry, the doctor, she said, you know, your foot been dislocated for like, 15 years. I said, how's that possible? They right. say, I'm pretty sure you've been feeling pain. I said, yeah, but we football players. Right. We, that's we how we, that. we, we played through that. I dealt with it 15 years. And she said, you're going to have to have surgery. I said, okay. Um, how long am I out? She said, uh, you're going to have to. I said, no, I'll be back to practice tomorrow. I, ain't, I can't do that. Right. Just give me a knee scooter. I'm straight. I went right back to practice the next day. Mm -hmm. And as the week, I think two weeks went by, and they changed my bandage every morning. And uh, my head trainer saw my first two toes was black. She said, oh, coach, we got to go to the doctor right now. This is not normal. I said, we're going to practice first. Then we're going to go to the doctor. Right. And we went to the doctor. You know when you see that look? Yeah. And they said, we got to have surgery right now. Right. I said, so what's wrong? We got to have surgery right now. Okay. But and, what's wrong? Yeah. So it was, we got to have surgery right now. Have anybody in your family had blood clots? I said, I don't know. So we called my mama. You know my mama. <laughs> my mama said, yeah, baby, uh, by the way, your uncle died from blood clots a few years back, and your other uncle almost died last year from blood clots, and I just got diagnosed with blood clots. I said, thank you, mama. I sure appreciate it. <laughs> mama had all that info. Oh, you're sitting on it. Did. Just sitting on that thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to check out, and she's just sitting on this stuff. <laughs> so we had uh, nine surgeries. Wow. Nine surgeries. And uh, eight within a month, and I think I had another one after that. So all that, all I, that, I and 
my son, uh, you know, Shador was coming yeah. every day. Shiloh right. was coming. But Shador came and said, uh, Dad, I need you. You got to understand, he had never played a game without me in his life. Right. Except for those. And I'm looking at the game, looking at his passing completion percentage, just slowly going down. Right. From 74, 72, 70, 68. He said, Daddy, I need you. I said, I'll be there. So that's the time we played, uh, I think we played uh, Southern. And I got in the chair. It was freezing cold. I was frail. You know, I lost about 30 pounds. Right. Know, I went to the game. And he brought us back that night. Then Shallow had the game clinching interception. Right. And it was 21 points on the scoreboard. I was like, God, look at you. 21 points on the scoreboard. Shador made a game winning touchdown pass and Shallow clinched it. I said, God, look at you. Mm. I guess they didn't remember that you did all that at Jackson State. But we, 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 we move it on. We move it on. You, you got an incredible staff. Mm-hmm. Um, Zim is going to be on your staff. Mm-hmm. I think you're bringing Dennis Thurman. Yep. You got the head coach from Mississippi Valley. Mm-hmm. You were at the Kent State. You got, uh, got your offensive coordinator. You yeah. went to Alabama and got your defensive coordinator. Yeah. But you have a lot of minorities. Yes. You, you plucked a lot of minorities yes. and brought them into a situation and give them opportunities, better opportunities to branch out on their own Right. if you're successful here at Colorado. True. What and I, I got a tree now, too. I got a tree now. You got a tree. Because TC is on that tree now. Right. Yeah, you also got Jackson you, State. Because yep, yep. we wanted TC, and thank God that they did that, because he's a good guy. He right. deserves it. He worked up under us, so he knows how we run a program. Right. So I feel like he's going to be uh, successful, yeah. and he's going to keep it going. And he's recruiting his butt off. Right. You, they said you're going to be the highest-paid coach in Colorado hip history. Now, the, the AD said he ain't. He ain't got no bread. He ain't got no bread for you. <laughs> he got no bread for you right now. Uh, so they might be selling some uh, uh, new fried fish dinners. Well, I tell you what, I ain't here for money no way. That's a good thing. Right. Because, Shannon, uh, you know, Shannon, you know we had offers, man. Right. But it wasn't about that. It was about Rick George made me feel comfortable. He right. made me feel like we were going to do this together. He made me feel like uh, this was a need. Uh, a desire from the city, from the fans, uh, from everyone that I felt like I was the guy right. for this job. And, you know, I prayed on it. Right. And we were definitely led here. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because God always with me, he does the unlikely thing in an unlikely place. Right. And see, Jackson forgot. I wasn't, they didn't, I read the stuff that they were saying when they first hired me. I saw the looks when I was on stage of the people twisting their face up, you know, like we was at church and I was, <laughs> I was a pastor that wasn't giving the good, good, the best message that they wanted to know because it was conviction involved. I knew what time it was. You felt they were saying, or you felt it, that, that you only got the job because of who you were, not that you were qualified to have the job. There you go. But now. But now. Now. So. I, I love the challenges, man. Right. What we all thrive on, the real men. Uh, yeah, well, challenges, yeah. Thank you. I love that. We always, but the opportunity. You yeah. know, we say we want our black coaches to get opportunities. Well, when black coaches get opportunities, you can't then get mad at him for taking advantage of said opportunities. Mm-hmm. You being a, 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 an HBCU coach, getting a Power 5 job, that should everybody should have stood up on their chairs and applauded. We don't, we don't, we 
We're not built like that as a people, man. Why though? We, Why? We, we build the lift up and the tear down. Some of us are, and I applaud those and I praise those people. Right. And I understand those people. Right. Those are the people that are not narrow-minded, the people that want to make it to the next step, the people that want more, right. the people that's willing to work for it, the people that, that's gonna grab somebody mm -hmm. on their way up. But the others, mm-mm, they don't want that. Mm -mm. They want to sit there with their bow and arrows and their guns and shoot you until you fall down. And they don't understand uh, that does not make them higher to shoot you down. And because you failed. You're not you. all of a sudden higher because he failed. That don't make sense. You help bring him down. True. And what we've always done, we've always helped bring people up. Yes. And I don't understand how people can't see our history not just his story, right. but our history has proven that we win. Right. We're winners, man. And we gonna win. Yes. You always talked about your assistants. You say, I want my assistant coaches to get recognized. I want them to be paid accordingly mm -hmm. because they work, they work just as hard as I do and don't get nearly the credit that I do, but I want them. And so this is an opportunity for you yeah. to bring some guys and, we and did. get them some resources. Yes, and we did. And even uh, the guys that stayed there, uh, we made sure they got increased in salaries as right. well. And the salaries are totally different, man. I mean, you got to understand, I had coaches working around the clock, and we work our butts off. We work on every day to end with a Y there at Jackson. <laughs> and you got some coaches making 50 and 55 grand, man. I mean, I, I don't want to badmouth that because some people would love that. But right. as a college coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the kind of hours that you got to put ladies in. Ladies and gentlemen, as a college coach, that is unsatisfactory. Yeah. When you came in, you got the job at your introdu introductory press conference. You say you bring in some dogs. And you pointed to your son and you say, well, there's your quarterback. Mm -hmm. And people are like, man, that's nepotism. His son ain't done nothing in Colorado. ain't nepotism. That's real. <laughs> you better go get a film and watch. Right. That's real. Did somebody, what about when you said, okay, hey, <laughs> some of y'all got to go in that, get, get in the transfer portal because we coming, we for real. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be like it was. Whatever you thought you was doing and you thought that was hard or you thought that was difficult, go ahead and make a move. Same speech as Jackson. Then change it a little bit. Then alter it one bit. Same thing. That's what we said and that's what we did. I think we uh, rid ourselves of, of 70 young men mm -hmm. that was not chosen by us, right. that had no connectivity to our program, right. that we, they didn't understand smart, tough, fast, discipline with character. And we had to get rid of them. Are you not compromising any of what you just said? Smart, fast, tough, discipline, discipline with character. With character. You're not compromising any of that. Not one. I don't play that. We old school, man. You know how, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> we old school. We were taught by old school coaches. Yes. I'm, I'm a little mixture of Coach Bowden, um, Coach Mickey Andrews, Coach Zim, Ray Rhodes. I'm a mixture of Coach Dave Capel, who coached me in Pee Wee League, Coach Ron Hoover, who coached me. In, I'm a mixture of all these young right. men that were old school. Did you always want to coach? Because I remember I used to ask you all the time. I said, Tom, how you do it? I said, how somebody of, you, of your statue, stature has the patience? I said, man, how? He said, man, the kids. I said, I get the kids. But see, that's the problem they don't understand. You've been asking me this question for how long? <laughs> About 20 so, years. See, they just knowing Coach Prime. <laughs> but when I was out there on the field with these little five-year-olds. You brought them to the Hall of Fame in 2011. You brought a-, a Thank a, a, you. It was there. I was there. We brought seven buses. Yes. We played in Memphis kick butt. 
Got on the bus, went to Louisville, kicked butt. Yeah. Came to Canton, Ohio, and kicked butt. Yeah. Like, we brought seven. See, I get excited when I start talking about my babies. Yeah. We brought seven busloads of kids and parents to the Hall of Fame. Right. And when I was up there giving the speech, they were right out there. Yep. And some of those kids are getting ready to come here and play for me now. Some of those same kids that right. were there. So. Did you know you always wanted to be a coach? When, I, I when did. did. You, when, when, did you, when did you get the coaching bug? When I was, I was retired and I took Shiloh and Shador to practice. Okay. Um, and I was sitting there. And I was just watching the coach have these kids run 10 yards apart and go. And I'm like, somebody's going to get a concussion out here. That's, 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 that's Oklahoma. Somebody that's gonna, somebody's going to get a concussion out here. So I got up and said, coach, at least let them go at an angle because they're too small for that. And, right. and uh, then I get back up. They'll do another drill. I try to go fix it, coaches. Right. And I just got tired of getting up. So I just sat there and made up my mind while I was sitting in that chair. If I'm going to put my kids in this, I got to run it. Right. Because they're not going to do right. Right. So we started truth. Right. Trust in God. Respect myself and others. Understand I have unlimited possibilities. Try my best. Never give up. And honor the truth in his creed at all times. All our kids, all our parents knew that creed from day one. Our first tryout was at the Cotton Bowl. Shannon, we had 1,200 kids tryout. What? Yeah. For how many positions? It was one, going to be one team, but I felt bad turning so many kids away. So we had two teams at every age, two, five, and six, seven, and eight, nine, 10, 11, 12-year-old teams. And then we start migrating to 12 and uh, or 13 and 14. But we rented, I rented schools, man, mm -hmm. in the summer and had summer camps with over 500, 600 kids, man. Then we, then we added basketball, baseball, um, cheer, track. We had everything. Right. And you had to have a certain uh, GPA. GPA, man, to right. even substantiate it. We hired teachers in the summer, summer food program. We fed them three meals a day. I brought several school buses for these kids and picked them up from all around the city out of my pocket. So all this stuff, they just knowing Coach Prime. Right. Y'all just know. I've been, you've been knowing. I, just like, I, I, I can't believe you remember they was at the Hall of Fame. I do remember, yeah. Yeah. Those are my babies, man. After the, after the Hall of Fame, after our speeches, I went back to the college because we, they were staying at the dorm right. and stayed the night with them there. Not at the hotel. The speculation. What happened to the Truth Academy? Oh, you mean Prime Prep? Prime Prep, excuse me. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know why? Because why? without that failure and me attaching myself to someone that I thought loved kids as right. much as I do, right. when it was business for them, but it was all that other stuff for me, mm -hmm. it taught me a valuable lesson, man, that I never will forget. And now um, I'm very careful of where I put my name, who I lend my name to, who I'm involved with when it comes to kids as well. That was the best thing I feel that ever happened to me. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, set in feudal Japan. Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the battle. And crime fans, don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and is waiting for you on Hulu. Best thing to happen. Yes. Failure. Yes.
yes. pick you up. Yes. But you know people are talking. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know why people get so much satisfaction when they see other people fail. Yeah, but they, I wish they knew what they were talking about. Right. I, I wish they knew. Um, you need to find someone that was involved in that with me that understood the only rights that I had was to my name that was on a building. You said you've coached. He, Shador is the only coach you've ever had. He's mm-hmm. ever had. Mm-hmm. What type of value do you try to steal in your son? Because also you're his father, mm-hmm. but you're his coach. That's right. a very, very fine line because you want to like, okay, bro, get it done. And no, like, no, that's with Shallow. No. I don't have that. That was Shallow. You hard on Shallow. No, you hard I, on shallow, I have man. to be because he's that kid that's going to always keep you on your knees. You got to keep your knee pads on, Shallow. He's going to keep your <laughs> you knees praying. Oh, you got to stay prayed up. But he's a wonderful talent. He has so much ability. It's nothing that he can't do, nothing that he can't accomplish. Shallow can do anything he wants. Play the piano, uh, chess. Uh, you told uh, me he's tremendous at table tennis? Everything, everything. I mean, it's nothing he can't do, it, or he's going to find out how to do it and Google it and master it. That's just who he is. Right. Um, but he has to keep the main thing the main thing, right. and he's going to go pro. Right. But Shadour. So, so what? What? So you say Shadour? Like Shadour has, has has from the very beginning the thing that you told me. He says he has one mission. He wants to be playing at the level that you and I played at. Yes. And whatever I tell him, it's like he's like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say he was out there with Brady, and he was just absorbing everything, everything Brady said. Everything. And uh, he looks up to Brady. He right. he 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 uh, endorses Brady's brand. Right. And Tom keeps in touch with him and keep him on point and make sure he's who he is. But his work ethic is like ours. Right. And uh, he's an old soul, man. His nickname is Grown because he's been there. We've been calling him Grown ever since he was a shorty. What does it mean to coach your son? To coach both of them is uh, I love it because I get the father and coach. Now, you got to understand when we cross that line, I'm coach. Right. I'm not, I'm not your dad. I'm coach. So, they, so when they on the sideline, they refer to you as dad or coach? They better not refer to me as dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't play that. I don't play that. I'm coach. You coach? Yeah. And they don't cross that line. Right. So how old were your sons when you started coaching them? Five and seven. And we lied about Shador's age so he could play with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but Shador has always been, he's never played any other position other than quarterback. Yeah, he's always been a quarterback. He played a little... Strong safety, but that was just to learn everything that the defense entailed. Right. So he could be a better quarterback. And Shiloh started out playing quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Right. And, you know, he just got to that point. I said, son, it's over. Quarterback <laughs> is over. Why are you going to let him do it? It is over. I said, Shiloh, you're going to be a corner. I could teach you how to do this. You're going to get offers from all around the country. Let me teach you. We went in the backyard and we was getting down doing some stuff. I had a couple guys running little routes on him. He told me, guy got off the jam and he missed him clean because he closed his eyes and spread his leg. He said, your stuff don't work. I said, God bless you. <laughs> I walked right in the house, got in the bed. <laughs> he said, my stuff don't work. <laughs> I'm saying, dog. But you know what? He kept working. Right. And we went to a couple of camps, and he ended up rushing people and choking them and running them right. out of bounds. Like, shallow nasty. Right. He, he, he is nasty. Right. Yeah. yeah. But when you get a guy, Jackson State, now I see you. When a guy comes in and says, I want to go pro. I want to play at the level that you played at, and I want to play at a level that you played at. What, what do you say? You're like, damn, son. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you don't curse, but you're like, well, I mean, what about the work? Are you willing to yeah, work? I mean, yeah, you, they, there you go. I'm saying, son, I want you to do the same thing. But 
first of all, you got to work for it. I'm not going to give you none. I'm not going to promise you none. I don't know what these other schools are doing, but this is who I am. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to even promise you no number or no position. And right. I definitely ain't promise you to start. Right. You have to come here and earn every darn thing you get. Right. Then you're going to appreciate it more. Right. Then you're going to want it more. Then you're going to understand all what it takes a lot more. So it's not a sales pitch. I just tell them about, about reality. We don't promise things, man. Right. You got to earn every darn thing you get. That's how we got down. Exactly. You got to earn it. Yeah. And you got to work for it. So in the process of getting guys ready, are you preparing them for life? Because, you know, Both. let's just say for the sake of argument, you get 100 guys come in and go and come. And if you coach five years, you're probably going to coach, what, mm -hmm. a thousand guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe five, ten of them go pro. But what about those 900 that didn't go Shannon, pro that's going to have to be out there in the real world? 95% of these young men that come through these doors are not going to be a professional football player. 5% are. That 5% that, that are, it don't take a lot. It didn't take a lot to get Shannon Sharp ready because he has something innate about him, about yeah. his history and his family right. that he had to make it. Mm -hmm. So my focus is really grooming and growing and maturing and equipping that 95% for life. Right. So all my morning messages, my private meetings, my group meetings with those other 95%, they're the future fathers, their future uh, p political figures, doctors, doctors lawyers, lawyers whatever, teachers, people that's gonna shape the communities and, and, and become leaders. I don't even have captains on our jerseys. We have leaders and we have dogs. Every dog ain't a leader, every leader ain't a dog. I don't have captains. I don't believe in that terminology. But right. we do have leaders, and that's what we're trying to build. Do you feel you're the best recruit in America? Wait, I would use, okay. Here. No, I just pause for the, for the effect. You know I'm telling the truth. You thought I was just going to answer you quick. I got to get the effect. Okay, say it again. Let me do my thing. Do you feel you're the best recruit in America? You see that look away? <laughs> now watch that come back. You know, right I am. I'm not selling nothing. Right. I am who I am. You right. want exposure? I'm going to give you exposure. Right. We got a documentary coming out when? September 29th. On we, we what? Go get to that. that. That's my job. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah. I'm going to forget. No, you ain't going to forget because I got it. But they want exposure? We're going to give them exposure. Right. We, we know how to use social media like no other. Right. And we didn't even have the resources at Jackson. Right. Now we do. We right. have a whole team. Right whole plethora of people that's designed specifically to make you shine and I'm gonna help you do that right. but I'm gonna teach you about NILs a lot of these guys coming out of high school or coming from um, other colleges that yeah but the same image and likeness and you sitting up here with your hair ungroomed your face nappy and you talking about you won't name image and likeness who gonna put money on that right. I gotta teach to you what I got to teach you those things and teach you how to articulate yourself so when a CEO is flipping through the channels and he see you on the news because there's a lot of money here right and Boulder. Yeah. And he sees you. He said, you know what? I want to invest something in that kid. That's how it works. You ain't done nothing to earn that yet. Right. I want you to earn something and then you're going to appreciate it like we talked previously. So you go into a mom, mom and dad, mom house, grandma house. You sit down on the couch. Mm -hmm. How you winning over mom? Because it, it, it really, it's really the parents that you got to win over. And first and foremost, you got to understand the kid is, let's just say the kid is 18. Right. Okay. Let's just be generous and say the mama was a good mama. Right. She had him when she was 22. So okay. what does that make him? What's that? 39. 40. 39. 40. 40. Okay. We 55, ain't we? Right. So mama was about 15 when we was doing our thing. Right. Mama, no. No. Okay. So right. mama done her homework. Right. So she all, she's already want to validate what she's heard and what she's known. Mm -hmm. We just got to come in there and be consistent. 
with what she's heard and what she's known. And I'm not trying to win mama, but I'm gonna be honest with mama. One thing my mama, that she's gonna do that daddy ain't gonna do, mama's gonna tell you the truth about her baby. Now, how can I help your baby be a man? Right. Mama gonna tell you the truth. Father gonna play it off. Well, he's already a man. No, he ain't. <laughs> no, no, he ain't. No, he ain't. I was talking to a kid last week. I said, tell me about you. He was, uh, he saying, uh, you know, I have curfew at uh, 10.30. I said, you're a senior in high school. Yeah, yeah I had curfew at 20.30. I said, what'd you do? Because that's odd. Right. So what you do? Yeah, I got in some trouble. I said, let's just cut through the chase, talk about that. Right. And how can I help you that, get that, so you're not consistently in trouble? Because if you got a curfew at 10.30, even on a weekend, you've done something. Bad. That your mom and daddy do not trust you. Right. Yeah. But really, man, we don't make any promises whatsoever. We want to know what we can do to make sure that boy you deliver us become a man. So you go into this home, what you eating? You, you eating fried chicken, fried fish, you eating pork chops? You eating I'm not rice. eating everything they cook because I don't eat everything. Because you want me to tell the truth. If mama can't cook, I'm going to tell mama, mama, come on now. No, 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 uh, a two-way player, tremendous, tremendous talent. The catch that he made on fourth down to catch the football, to get it, get both feet down. He beat double coverage to get you guys in the overtime. What makes Trav special? Chad's got a want inside of him, man, that is insatiable. Yeah, he has a work ethic that uh, is unparalleled. And he ain't scared of the moment, man. A lot of guys are afraid of the moment. Right. You know, you can't call. They say they want that rock, yeah. but then you don't win. Right. When he's calling for it, he's going to win. I mean, and I'm just seeing the chemistry of he and Shador going down those last few drives that I'm like, oh, my God, like this is going to be something. Whoa, 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 whoa. He came as a two-way player. Yeah. He wants to play corner. You yes. play corner. He's like, well, what better way to get tutelage than the greatest corner to ever play? That's why he came. That's why he came. That's why he came. But let's not get that. Misconstrued. Yes. Because people get that misconstrued. No, he came because of you. But it seems to me that you believe his best chance is on the other side with your son. No, that's what he loved. Well, he might as well go there. There's a love and there's a like. Well, he loves to play receiver. First of all, that that ball in his hands, he's electric. Yeah. And his route running, I mean, is electric. And he knows how to get open. And he, he attacks the football. Right. DB is something that he can do really well, right. better than a lot of others. Right. But if I had to put my money on him, right. he loved catching that football a okay. lot more than he loved defending it. But he can do great at a high level. So when, when he, you did both, I mean, mm-hmm. I, and you did it at a high level in the NFL. I mean, a lot of people say, well, yeah, I can do, but nah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was yeah. this in college or mm-hmm. I was this in high school. It's one thing to do it at those levels. And I'm not trying to knock anybody that played quarterback in high school or running back and all of a sudden they're DB. But you played wide receiver mm-hmm. in 95 at a very high level. You like, you playing both ways, legit. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hundreds of snaps a game, not even getting tired. How? Did, how? How? That was my life. Just because you get to a certain age and a stage and folks start telling you what you cannot do. How is that? How are you going to tell me I can't play football and baseball and you ain't never done nothing? You ain't sitting there but ate a taco and a, a tuna, <laughs> tuna fish salad and your mouth stinking. You ain't got no. You're like, how can you tell me what you. I, I don't understand that. Right. So I got to a certain level and people start telling you. Right. You can't do both. And ain't never done nothing. 
Did you did you do it because you could, or you did it because you were trying to prove them wrong? No, no, I'm never trying to prove you wrong. I don't care about your opinion because the opinion that you have of me is not the opinion I have of myself. Correct. Because when I look in that mirror, I'm straight. Right. <laughs> I'm straight with him. <laughs> I'm straight with him. Now, he ain't perfect, but I'm good with him. Right. right. So that's that's not the opinion. I did it because it's what I love to do, and I know I can help you win. You's gonna be, you're gonna be better getting the ball in my hands. Let me ask you a question. If you didn't play cornerback, if you if somebody said with time you can't play all cornerback, pro. you and you go and you all pro. Oh, you you I'd been all pro. You believe you could have made because you made the Hall of Fame as a wide receiver. Yes. Come on, Ty. Yeah. <laughs> because if, at one point they did a stat. I think every time I touched that thing, it was average 22, 22 yards to catch. Right. Or touch. Or return. Or yeah, whatever it was. They, because they threw, it, they threw it to you. They handed it to you. Yeah. Tossed it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I truly believe that. Of all the sports that you played, football, basketball, track and field, baseball, what was the easiest sport for you? Easiest sport was football. What was the hardest? Baseball. You told me the hardest thing to do is hit that ball, man. That ball does some things to you. <laughs> Any sport that you could fail seven out of ten times and become great, say great, great. And, and make two, three hundred million dollars in it, that's a hard sport. Right. What made you, what made you want to stop, decide to stick with baseball, even though you had this great football career? The challenge, man. I love challenges, and I could not master it. And it frustrated me because I hate to lose, and I hate um, not mastering something that I know uh, if I just had more time, I right. could. The speed. They tell the story that you weren't supposed to run mm-hmm. the 40 at the combine. Um, no, I was supposed to run. You were supposed to run. Yeah. But you, but you were teasing that you might not run. Yeah, why? Well, okay, like, but why you should run. Everybody else had got there early. Everybody else scratched, ready to go. You come up with your track suit on. You come up with your little, your little outfit on. Yeah. And no stretching, no warming up. Get on the line. It's in my office on the back of my wall. A cheetah never stretched before he go get his prey. He you just remember, take you remember Wild Kingdom? Yeah, I remember. When have you seen a cheetah stretch before he go get the antelope? <laughs> so what were you anticipating? You're like, man, if I don't stretch, I could run this. What time were you actually anticipating? Four two. Four two. Four two something, low four twos. So if you had stretched, how fast do you say if? Because that's what that's time. I can't touch my toes now. So I ain't never been a stretcher. I ain't never been flexible. And you just took off. Got it. You ran one time and did. No, I ran twice. I ran twice. I believe. No, you didn't. I don't know. You should have been there. Matter of fact. No, I I came the next year. Okay. I came. I thought we was the same year. No, you was eighty nine. I was ninety. Okay. All right. So. Now, they tell you about the interview process. You know, you go in, you meet with the coaches. Hey, how you doing? There's a lot of different teams. Hey, how you doing? They sit down and talk to you. You say you went to the Giants. Mm-hmm. And they, you say, hold on. When do you guys pick? First of all, <laughs> first of all, it was open house. Right. I don't know how it was when you went, but it was open house. There's agents everywhere. Yes. Girls everywhere. People in the hallways. It wasn't secluded like it is now. Right. So I'm trying to get away from people, and I back into this room. Right. And I see all these dudes with their heads down like they're getting ready to take the SAT. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is this? And the dude handed me a phone book, man. Right. I mean, that thing was thicker than a phone book. <laughs> and I said, hold on, hold on. What pick y'all got? <laughs> he said, I think we have the 10th. I said, man, I'd be going by then. And I just walked right out. <laughs> and I was being dead serious. I wasn't even trying to joke, but it, it was a phone book. Right. Was that the one to lick test? Some test that yeah. the Giants gave yeah. you. Why do they do that? What is that test going to do about, about a game on the field? Me writing something down ain't got nothing to do with what you're going to do on the field. 
So you, you're like, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm great. I'm not good. I'm great. Did you want, did you, I mean, you said if Detroit would have selected you, they're going to have to put you on layaway. Did you, where did you want, where was the idea, where did you want to go? I was on an All-American trip um, going into my senior year. And we went to Atlanta. Yeah, man. I got off the airport, I got off the plane, I'm sorry, from Tallahassee. And I'm, I seen black folks. I got in the car to go to the hotel, I seen black folks. We had a function that we were going to the hospital to volunteer help, I seen black doctors, black nurses. Got back in the car. So we riding through town, I see black folks in Mercedes and BMWs and Lexuses and all that kind of stuff. I ain't never seen that before. It blew my mind, man. Right. I said, wow, this is where I want to go. Because I was good and ignorant. Right. Neck full of gold, curl, yeah. looked wet, but it was dry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was flashy, flamboyant, because I was straight Florida. I said, they, I, this is where I need to be. Right. Because they going to understand me. Yeah. And so that's when we told several teams, I'm playing baseball. Don't, don't do it. Don't even do it. Don't even do it. Were you, trying to sh were, you were you trying to scare them away? Yes, because I wanted to go to Atlanta, the fifth pick. And that's, I got my dream. And I thank God for Atlanta for drafting me. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. It seems to me everybody is trying to build a brand. Mm -hmm. But you built no. a brand 30 years ago, before, before they told you how to build a brand. True. How? How do you, you come up with a name, Primetime. You come out there with the jury. You come out there with the, cult, the gold. You come out there being outspoken. But it was a purpose, though, Shay. I know. I'm going to tell you the purpose. Okay. Um, first and foremost, these guys trying to build a brand, first of all, you need to build your game. Oh, uh huh. I had game that was impeccable. I had a work ethic that was desirable. I had the that. The brand can't be better than your game, huh? Come on. <laughs> I'm knowing some of these cats' brand. I don't even know your game. Oh, who are you? What you doing on the commercial? I ain't never seen you before. Like, so I remember this agent was trying to secure me um, at the end of my sophomore year. And he gave me this pamphlet of how much everybody made in the NFL. I didn't know what that kind of stuff was disclosed. Right. So at that time, I went down to DB's, and it was no one making a million dollars. I was like, good Lord. And I'm going to the other position. DBs was one of the worst paid positions next to, I believe, the offense alignment at that time. And it blew my mind. I remember dropping that list and sat down. I said, oh, no. Right then, I said, prime time. Now, I came there in 85 with a, a Thunderbird with license plate that said prime time, 85 Thunderbird. And my mama worked her butt off to afford the payments. And it was already prime from playing basketball in high school. So I took that name and just started building a brand. Like, you can hate me all you want, but you want to see me play. So I, would, I had a black book. Most people had girls' numbers in their black book. I had quotes in mine. Mm -hmm. I'm the best thing since peanut butter and jelly. You punt the ball to me, you might as well get ready to hit a band. <laughs> Throw the ball to me and get, at me and get ready to make the tackle. It was all these different quotes right. that I knew they were going to come, and I just had to effect, effectually put the quote in the right mm -hmm. place. So I build that thing, and I be darned. I run a punt back. Uh, what did you see on that punt? I, I just tell my punt return team, when I get it, just drop down to the ground so I can see. It was, stuff, <laughs> it was just stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it was just stuff like right. that. Oh, just block four. I got seven. It, it was stuff like that. Right. And slowly, we start building that thing, man. 
And it worked. Your famous quote, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. That was dead serious. That's way back in college. I think I went to my last game, renting a black stretch limo. That's when everybody was in limos back in the day. And I had this uh, tuxedo with a Houdini hat. <laughs> That's what I wore to my last game. Right. Because I knew that was it. I wanted to go out in style, and it was look good, feel good. It was just, it, that was just my arm, like the neck right. full of gold. See, the neck, the chains was what everybody had in uh, Florida. And that's how everyone was judged or ridiculed. Like, right. if you had more weight, you was more significant. And back then, all the drug dealers had the weight. Right. So I didn't like that. So I was trying to show the shorties, you could have all this, but you could stay, you could stay right. Stay you don't right. have to take that left. Right. Because these drug dealers, they, <clears throat> they never get old. Right. I ain't never seen a drug dealer get old. <laughs> Not where I came from. Right. You just going to go to jail, you're going to be dead. Right. Some type of way. So I was trying to emulate this in the correct um, fashion. That's where all the jury came from. How do you know your worth at a, such a young age? Because the Falcons offered you originally deal for 400000 You rejected that, said, yeah. give me 11 mil. Y'all settled four years, I think, five, uh, four and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. How, how did you know? I believed in me. And then I had an a agent at the time, Eugene Parker, was yep. a youngster mm-hmm. that was no joke. And he had a master plan for me. He would always talk about this master plan. Another young brother that, guess what, I gave opportunity to. Yep that no one knew him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on the map like that. Right. And guess what? He blew up. He blew up. Blew up. He did. Yeah, because he was an honest, good guy that I loved to life. Uh, took a lot out of me when he passed away. Right. Because that was my man. He did every contract I ever had in my life, on the field as well as off the field, before he passed. What was your first purchase? Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, set in feudal Japan. Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the balance. And crime fans, don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Um, let me back up a little bit <laughs> because you got to understand. Okay. Going into my junior year in the summer, I signed a Yankees contract. Right. So it was like the first NIL. So, so when I signed, had, so you had I, some. Bread. I had a quarter mil going into my senior year. Okay. So, but so now you didn't got that contract. You you got to pay for yourself to go to school. Yes. So the Yankees paid my tuition. Okay. And I was a walk on. Okay. So I could stunt like no other. <laughs> because you couldn't challenge me. Right. So we get on the plane going somewhere. I got you know I have on snake you know snake skin was the thing. Back yeah. Then. Yep, yep. I had some snake skin, some Louis, you know. Because you couldn't challenge right. where you get this from because I had played six weeks in the summer right. and made a ton of money. Right. And then I know I'm going to be a top five pick in the draft going into my senior year. So it was a, it was a lovely day. I had a crib uh, on the golf course in Tallahassee, a condo, and I had my dorm room. So I was living. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. really living. But I bought a, uh, coming out after my senior year, I bought a 560 SEC. And, you know, dr- cut the top off, drop that thing. You know, big uh, long, oh, that thing, oh, oh, that thing like a limo. Yeah, yeah. And I brought a uh, BMW M3. That was probably one of the dumbest 
buys, not because of BMW. I didn't know how to drive a stick, and I bought a stick. How you about that? You don't just But ignorant. that thing was nice. My Ign- brother yeah. had one. Well, he brought one. He brought the M3. Yep. Ignorant. I was just ignorant. Didn't even know how to drive a stick, and I bought a stick. So I get in the car like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we can talk about this stuff now. But that's ignorant. Yeah. So now I'm able to counsel young men on don't no, no don't stupid stuff person. You don't, no, yeah, don't even understand this stuff. Nobody questions your cover skills, but everybody time, oh, he ain't gonna tackle, just run the ball his way. He ain't never seen that. He ain't never seen it. Right. Now you know darn well, if folks would have been running through me left and right, I'd have been all over ESPN. Right. He ain't never seen that. Right. But when your game's so strong, they got to find something wrong. They find something, they nitpick. You, you. That's what they say about me. You ain't come to see me block. You come to see me catch them tough. But they ain't never seen you giving up nothing. No, absolutely not. But they got to say it just to say something. They ain't never seen me. Ain't nobody running through me, running over me, and running past me. They never happened. When did you realize you were different? How old were you when you realized that? I'm not like the other 10-year-olds or these other 8-year-olds or these other 13. I think when I came out, I came out the womb like this. (laughs) (laughs) No, straight up, man. When I was a shorty, I had a gift, man. I had a gift. I so could, you were always different. I always beat everybody. You right? could always run faster. You could always jump high. You could always catch. But you I could... had a work ethic. Right. Because I saw my mama working. Right. Working, 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 working. She wasn't there at night because she was working, working. So I had to get up. And I was always uh, ahead of my time because I was always mature. Uh-huh. So I get up and I my stuff and get ready to get myself to go to school. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gone. Right. With my key up under mat, so I'm gone, I'm out. Right. You know, that's when the neighbors looked out for each other back then. They right. weren't trying to rape each other and foolish stuff that, that, that's done now. So I was always mature, but I had a work ethic because I saw her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted it, man. I, I never settled for mediocrity. Right. I never just wanted to be on the team. Right. I wanted to be the dominant guy right. on the team. Right. And I knew it took work to, to make that happen. You never led the league in interceptions mm-hmm. because people rarely challenged you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what, what, was it, what was the game like for you? Because sometimes guys would, I mean, you, you, your uniform was just like you had put it on when you left yeah, the locker room. But you know, you know he had you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know he had you. So I didn't even want you to look like you had me. Right. I remember I swung on one of my teammates because of that. But he, he got you? In, in San Francisco. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. We were playing against the Saints. Okay. And uh, we were playing two man. I hate playing two man. I don't like me. I don't need nobody. You only have over the top. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got mine. You got to jump in the trail. I got okay. mine. Don't. <laughs> Thank you. I got to jump in the trail position. So I got to jam and give him a couple steps, let him get out there. So, first play, guy got out there. Ain't no safety over the top. So, on film, what does it look it like? It like you got beat. I don't play that. I said, dog, look him. Uh, you need to do your job, man. Nah, don't worry about me. No, no. Next play came. Dog, you need to do your job, man. Dude, I'll be there. Don't worry about me. I'm in the running film back, coach. You see me? I'm two yards behind the man. Ain't nobody over top. Look like this guy's beat me. I don't play that. I don't even want him to look like he beat me on film. Don't worry about me. I got mine. Okay. Uh, you want to do your job now? I'll sue you. Let's go. I might as well get mine in then. It was like that. 
So, so you went to the game with a mindset. I don't care who it is. Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, Michael Irvin, Got Sterling it. Sharp. Y'all didn't get nothing. Got it. Leave your brother out of this now. <laughs> Leave your brother. Hey. Hey, he said that. Sterling, I ain't got nothing to do with that. He said that. Mm-mm. 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 Your brother's too big and strong and physical. What? You about the hey, so man, hey, man what, what look here. First of all, if you back off him and he catch a hitch, who going to tackle him? <laughs> and then you get up there where he could grab you, he getting every slant he want. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Tim McCarran, come on over here. <laughs> I ain't messing with that. You got that. No, that's man, dog. So you so so what was I mean you, you had some epic battles with Michael Irvin, yeah. especially Jerry. Yeah. You and Jerry, I mean, you was like. But so Mike, what, what Mike was, was like on, in practice with Jerry. We went at it. I mean, folks would stop to see us go at it. Mike was the same way, man. Mike was a dog, man. Right. And Mike had a whole different type of game. And uh, Jerry was too. Andre Rising was a dog. Right. Yes, I played with some guys that can go to work, and we went to work in practice. But Jerry and I, because of the previous battles, the practice against him, it was. It was very interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. It helped both of us. Did you ever go into a game? Did you not like a particular player at times? Like, I'm I, never, sure. I never disliked someone. If someone talked about me, is that the misconception? I never talked on the field. No. Man, you did. You, you, you talked like this. <laughs> I was you, provoked. You were provoked. You provo- no, some people you ain't like, though. You, some yeah, people you ain't yeah, like, yeah. and you did your homework, yeah. and you found out everything you talked about like a dog. Don't think I don't know. Yep, I know. Don't I think what, I don't know. I knew what to say. That's I, right. Yeah, I'm trying to get a, keep, a, a couple of cheap 15-yard penalties. You did. Move and you, you were really good at it. I, I, was, I was very good at it. really good at it. But I never talked to my opponent. Right. I never never say nothing. Did they talk to you? Please. Who going to talk to me? They might, they might have started out talking. Mm-hmm. No, they ain't talking to me. They don't say nothing? No, because there's a possibility. I'm going to get this thing and high-step this thing. You ain't going to do that because you know there's a point in this game that this thing may go to the house. Did the quarterback ever say that? I'm not afraid of you. I'm throwing to your side. No. <laughs> I used to run around the field like I walk around the field now and go kneel down by the punter. I boom. Oh, that's a good one there, dog. Dang, you good. He kick it again. Boom. Mm. Oh, you're going to make a tackle on that one if you do that. <laughs> And I get up and jog off. <laughs> you, the Super Bowls. Hmm. You left Atlanta, and I remember you said Atlanta was trying to get, trying to turn me into a loser. They were trying to get me comfortable with losing. Yeah. I ain't never lost in my life. I think, I think Atlanta though, because I didn't know what how much they were blessing me. Right. When uh, they didn't offer me a contract and allowed me to go to San Francisco. Right. They were blessing me because right. I didn't understand it too, till years later that they understood we're not a winner, we're not gonna win anytime soon. This guy's different. Let me let him go so he could win right. right now. And that's what they did for me. Cause they never offered me a contract and I thank them to this day for that. I mean, let that sink in ladies and gentlemen, this man's a free agent mm-hmm. and the team did not offer him a contract. Right. I didn't just leave Atlanta. You think I want to leave Atlanta? No, <laughs> please. Who not, wants to leave Atlanta on their own recognizance? Right at that time, Freak Nick was in full swing. That's the proper word. You know, when you came to Atlanta, when that Freak Nick was in full swing. But no, we don't Jesus. talk about Freak Nick. We talk about the Super Bowl. We talk, that shout, was the Super Bowl. Shout out to Luke. <laughs> that was the Super Bowl. A party. Y'all think that's y'all got That's a great down? word that you chose. You took a time to say party. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> was the Super Bowl your proudest moment in the NFL? Cause I remember you said something that like yeah. you won the Super Bowl and you're supposed to be, but you, you didn't you didn't feel fulfilled, you didn't feel satisfied. This gonna trip you out. What my proudest moment was. This gonna trip you out. We had a quarterback, that quarterback that I scout team. When I was in San Francisco, 
Billy Musgrave. Mm -hmm. Billy Musgrave. He, he came to me in Denver. I called him Musgrove. Right. He was our scout team guy. Mm -hmm. So he gave us the work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, I need to be challenged like this. Like, I would pick my scout team receiver that week. Right. I need you this week. Mike is a big guy. I need the big receiver. Right. I need you to work me right. this way. Yep, I, yep. I want him to work me. And Billy was the quarterback. Billy didn't get to play the whole season, even though we were beating people. I think Steve may have taken during all the snaps. So we were up by margin in the Super Bowl. And I went to Coach uh, Seifert. I say, put Billy in. He kind of looked back at me. I said, man, I'm dead serious. Put Billy in. And Billy ran out down the field, man. And I said, let him throw, man. Don't just put him put in the hand ball. Up. Let him throw what? And he, uh, he got to throw a pass, I believe. But that was my proudest moment. Because that's a guy that worked his butt off the whole season that didn't get the reward. But that day, I felt like he got it. He got to play in the Super Bowl, man. You made a joke about your exit from Jackson State with kind of like your marriages. Uh, I did, because I, I don't remember. You did. What did I say? You said, uh, <laughs> you was like, you said something like, <clears throat> I, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I don't think, I, I think, they were probably upset that y'all were getting divorced, kind of like Jackson State was upset that you were leaving. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they were happy you were leaving. Jackson State clearly wasn't happy that you were leaving. You brought Brittany in, Renner in to talk to your players. Mm -hmm. What were you trying to accomplish by bringing her in, this, this uh, 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 social media influencer? Brittany, Brittany is a real woman. Okay. She keeps it 100. She keeps it straightforward. And she is a tremendous influencer on Instagram. Bringing her in to talk about game right. from a woman's point of view right. was unbelievable. Had I had Brittany Renner in a meeting when I was in college, I might be about $15 million more. <laughs> Richer. <laughs> because she broke it down to these guys. To her game and what she was trying to accomplish and not her no, game, just, but just women. No, women, just the just women. And she even told them, I got more, the coldest line she said, I got more checks in my DMs than Nike. I said, wow, wow. That mean they had her. Yes. Okay, and she's trying to tell them how this is played out. She say, it's women out there that do their homework. They know everything about y'all because right. you tell on yourself on the gram and right. on social. Mm -hmm. So they know how to go get you. And you thinking you conquering it, then you ain't. Because it's all a plan. You think and you run a game and they run a game on you. She was unbelievable. And I'm hoping, and I know, a few guys learned tremendously from her speech. She brought us, uh, <laughs> she opened a lot of eyes. When you sit down with guys, and obviously they want to know about the game, the, the, the football game. But what advice do you give young players when, you, when you're talking to guys? Not, I mean, now you're coaching. It's going to be a little bit harder for you to get mm -hmm. out. But everybody would always, you know, ask you questions. Coach, time, mm -hmm. prime. What advice do you give these young guys? What advice did you give them? In what regards? Because we're talking about a whole plethora of things Just that I could say. how to approach the game. The game of football. game right? of football. First of all, you got to love it. You, you, you really got to love it. There's some people in like with it. Love They're the not, game or love the pain? 
Because I think sometimes they love to pay more than That's what I'm game. saying. So the thing about it, the game going to give you what you give it. Right. And when you're not giving it nothing, it ain't going to give you nothing. And you can't prostitute the game. You can't just seduce it and, it, and, and act as if it's going to produce a child for you. It's not going to do that. The game is sophisticated, man, and the game has game. The game understands what you put in, you're going to get out. The game understands that uh, there has to be affection and attention and consideration for it, for it to give you the results that you want. This game is real. And you can't just love this game just for this amount of time. It's like a woman. You got to love her intensely. You got to take her home with you. You got to take her out with you. You got to just shower her with gifts and, and, and focus because she needs it and she wants it. And she gonna bless you and make you feel good in all the right ways, but you gonna have to do what hadn't been done right. for this about, game. What about life? What advice do you give the guys about the, the game of life? The game of life has the scoreboard, unfortunately. And it's measured by oftentimes what you have on, your shoes, your clothes, where you live, and that's not right. But it does have a scoreboard. But since it has a scoreboard, you don't have to worry about keeping score that way, but how do you play to win? Because anybody that keeps score, I got to play to win. Some fool said once in it don't matter if you win or lose or how you play the game. I said, yeah, if it ain't got no scoreboard. Right. We keep long, going for a reason. As long as there's a scoreboard, I got to win. Yeah. So it does matter if you win or lose. Um, but I want these guys to always focus on winning and dominate, and you can. But it also has to be a plan. Man, I'm a planner, man. We don't do anything without making plans. Nope. And we don't do anything with not being on time. Right. Yeah. So life lessons are deep. It depends on the situation because I can really go into depth and detail because I got 115 young men as well as trainers and equipment persons that I got to pour into That's because they're part of my staff. Word. Yeah. They yeah. hang on your every word. And I want them to. And I got to be filled. I, got, I, I can't be empty because when I'm empty, empty, I don't have nothing to give. So I got to keep myself full and I can't have distractions and, and dissension and mess. I can't have ignorance and none of that. So I don't let the family bull drunk get involved. I don't, I don't do that. Right. I don't know how people do that. I don't do that. They, my family know I, the quickest way to exit my life is to bring me some bull jug or some drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Friends as well. I don't, I don't do it. I'm too old and too bold for that. I don't play it. When you, when you were doing what I did, you, you talked about football and you did that. Guys, when you said, okay, this was wrong or this guy didn't play well, they took offense to that. Mm -hmm. And you really never went back at guys. I mean, I call you was like, bro, it just, pull, just pull the tape. Mm -hmm. That was all you'd really say. Mm -hmm. Was it hard for you to bite your tongue? Because sometimes... As an got, analyst? Yes. Yes. Because sometimes guys was challenging you. Because you got to understand, dog, they look up to us. Right. We gold jackets. Right. And we... But I still got a job, We're right? different. Yes. But it's the way you do your job. See, you do your job well, dog. But you're much more outspoken right. than I was right. at the time. See, I could never be critical of DBs. Right. Because it, it was over. Right. I say thank yeah, you, you, but you, but, but, but you, but you the DB God though. Yeah, but, you, look but at you. you speak on everything. I just spoke on one thing. Right. You speak on everything. Mm -hmm. And we look up to you and we look out for you. Right. And your words empower us. Right. But the same words that empower us, they take the air out of us. Right. Because that's how much effect that you have on right. people. I don't think you know, man. 
I think sometimes they think that when I say something, it's personal. No, it's and not you personal. know it's never it's personal. Per- it's not personal with you. I mean, I, I can criticize someone, and I see you on the street, and bro, I'm gonna dab you up. Yeah. I'm, hey, blow me. I, I'm it, never. But they still mad. They still mad because there's power in your tongue. You know that. I didn't at first. I didn't at first time. I, I, I mean, until you you pulled me. I mean, you you did this. You pulled me to the side. I'm like, bro, I'm just speaking the truth. I mean, I'm, it's not as personal with you. He said, but you don't understand who you are and what you've done. Right. A lot of these guys are trying to do what you've done. So they have a, a gold jacket wearing, a three-time, and the Pro Bowls, and the All-Pro, and the All-Decade. See, normally, when a normal pundit, a guy that didn't play, or if he did play and doesn't have the credentials, you can say, well, what did he do? What did you do? Mm-hmm. They can never say what I did. Right. It's documented. So I tried to do a better job, but I can't. I just got to tell it like no, a T.I.S.T. No, no, you, you, you got to be you, and you can't stop being you. I can't. But you got to stop caring about <laughs> what they say. Thank you. Because they're going to say it anyway. Right. But you're, as long as your heart stays pure, right. and you're not doing it with any it's malice. Not a, it's not a malice. You, you ain't not nothing like that. Right. I ain't never seen you mad at nobody. No, I don't get, no. It's not, that, never, it's, it's not that serious. I ain't never seen you mad at nobody or have a dislike or disdain no. or talk about anybody. I ain't never. No. In my life, and I've been knowing you for a long time, no. and I know you ain't no good, but I ain't <laughs> never seen you. <laughs> he said I'm no good for another reason, not because of anything else. <laughs> oh, no, not because of anything else, but a whole other reason. Yeah. yeah. But Damn. I've never seen you uh, treat anybody unfairly. I, and no, I pray for you. You do? Yeah. I appreciate that. No, I do. Because you, though you're our guy, it, it's sort of like how they lofted me up there at Jackson and I was supposed to do this and they wanted right. that. And you're our guy. So you fight for us. I do. You bring equality to us. Like you give our side and you tell us when we wrong mm-hmm. and you substantiate when, you, when we right. Yes. But you fight for us. Mm-hmm. And we admire that, dog. We love that. We need that. It's not something I get into or something, because there's going to be some bull junk four times a year. I told you that. Yeah. It's going to be some bull junk yeah. four times a year. Right. Somebody going to call me. Hey, boy, one thing about your boy, he got your back. Now, he ain't tell no lie. He, he, now, he check you when you're wrong, but he's going to tell the truth when yeah. you're right. Yeah. And you, give, you always bring a different perspective than what I thought, because I wasn't even thinking that way. And I'm glad that you have this platform because you got time to flush out your thought. Yes. Yes, yeah. I needed more time. You, you but you time. always told me that. You told me when I got this job at CBS, say you'll be good at it. He said, but that's not your final platform. That's, mm-hmm. not your fi- that's not your final calling. That's right. He says, you need time. He says, I've been around you, and the way you think and what you have to say, you need more than 10 seconds. You can't do that in no 30 seconds. <laughs> you, told you was me trying that. to do it in 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Then they hollering, rap, why are you talking? <laughs> uh, you almost cussed one show. Hey, yeah, rap. A, a, a bunch of shows. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> time. I want to say... Congrats. Thank you. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, no one is more deserving. I know what you put in Thank to you. get to this point. So you're very deserving of everything that you've gotten to this point. And I want to say thank you for what you did at Jackson State. I want to say thank you for bringing the, a lot more of attention. HBCUs were, were, were good. Before you arrive, they're going to be good. But I hopefully they become better Amen. because of what you've done. Best of luck here. One more thing. <clears throat> I saw all the celebrities that you had at Jackson State. Are you going to have the celebrities like that at, at CU? And you know it. I tried to bring Gillian Wallow on the flight that night, <laughs> but they had to go shoot a show. And, but, you here. know, everyone has called and yeah. said, we riding with you, boss. We got you. Open Saturday. Pills your boy in.
I'm holding it. I'm holding the seat right outside my office because I can't put you in the stand because they're going to get on your nerves. <laughs> right there. And I know I'll you. Be here. Your boy, you know your boy will be here. You know your yeah. boy will rock with you. Oh, no. I know you're going to rock with me. I know you're going to be a little bit more busy now, so I probably won't yeah. get an opportunity to talk to you every week. That's a lie. You come in the summer. <laughs> and show my tight end, so. I, I got you. I got you. But I love this man. You got a, it's a docuseries. Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime Video, Coach Prime. And we'll be able to watch the 20. Everything. Behind the scenes. Everything. The, the entire 2022 season, season of Jackson State. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see the highs, the lows. Lows, the in-betweens, the how I really felt about some things that I really couldn't disclose. Right. You're going to see how it played out. Right. Because a lot of things, they ain't know how to play it out. Right. But you know we keep receipts. Yes. And we're going to play it out. It's why, wonderful. Why would you want people to get that kind of glimpse into your life, into the interworkings and the behind the scenes of what it's like to be at a college program, particularly at HBCU? Because our kids want exposure. And I promised them I would give them exposure. Okay. Now you're getting to, to see our program on the inside and out. And what these kids want? Followers. Right. They want likes. Right. They want love. And we're going to give them the exposure that they deserve. Are you, are you going to put something together like that at CU for your first year? Now you already know. Uh, yes, already the word. You already it's know. It's already the word. You already know. <laughs> My dog. My dog. Much love, baby. Still ain't no good. <laughs>
So was Jackson was Jackson State the only job that you interviewed for? No, I didn't. I, no, no, not whatsoever. Um, there were two Power Fives, okay. and uh, then once the calls start coming from Jackson, I didn't know what Jackson was. Right. I had to really do my homework and understand um, the history right. of Jackson, then the history of HBCUs. I had okay. to do my homework. Okay. That's a true story. And then I start thinking, hey, especially with what was going on in the pandemic, mm -hmm. and George Floyd and so forth, hey, this might work. God, God, what, God, God, what you trying to do? Mm -hmm. Because I knew I was overqualified to get those. Right. But you closed the door. So what you trying to do? Led me right there. Um, Ashley Robinson had been calling me, AD at uh, Jackson, had been calling me for weeks at a time. And he's good. Mm -hmm. He did his homework. And the thing that really got me, he said, how's Bossy doing? I said, how you know y'all call my daughter Bossy? He said, man, come on, I'm, I'm studying you like you studying us. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a match made in heaven. Didn't right. I met with him and- uh, The rest is history. The rest is history. Look around. This. This, you here. Power five, D1, all that, you. <laughs> I mean, I could see them cheering and, and chanting. I could feel the emotions. I could feel the hunger and the thirst and the want for us to, to just ball out. Right. For some dogs to run out that right. tunnel. Right. You know, behind Ralph and do the thing. I'm scared of Ralph and Ralph. <laughs> you know, Ralph got to meet. Yeah. Before okay. we run out Okay, career. okay. Hey, Ralph. Yeah. I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm on your side. Take that right turn and, you know, next thing you know, <laughs> we're mean. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't the old prime. Man, you ain't the old prime. prime. Ain't the old prime. <laughs> but y'all can see it. Right. I can feel it, Shannon. Like this, this is uh, this is it, man. This is this is. We gonna pack this thing, man. When you laid your head on your pillow at night and dreamed and thought, is this what you thought? I kind of see the conclusion of it. Okay. Before God shows me the beginning. That's why I say I just see it packed and people screaming mm -hmm. and chanting and right. cheering and they're happy and they're elated and we winning. Right. And winning. Right. And winning. That's what I see. You know, I want to give the University of Colorado some credit. Everybody talks about diversity. John Embry, I played with him at Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, Carl Durrell, uh, I forget the, the guy, the, Mel Tucker. And, Mel Tucker. Mm -hmm. and now you four. I think in the last 15 years it's been four. That's, I, that, that's a tribute to Rick George. R.A.D. He's an unbelievable human being, a God-fearing man, a man that understands people, and a man that does not see color. Mm -hmm. He sees the need and the desire and the want. Okay. And he tries to bring connectivity to the want and need with that person and tries to bring them together. Um, he is the reason I'm here. Right. Because I met with others. Right. Several others. Okay. But he was the difference, man. Mm -hmm. He was the difference. And you gotta understand, this is unlikely for me. Right. Florida. Right. <laughs> that lived in Texas. Yes. So you know all this? Come on. You've been in the South your whole life. Exactly. <laughs> and you know I never played in snow. Right. 14 years. Right. Never. Never played in snow. Wow. I remember it was so cold one time in Green Bay. I said, I go out when it's time to kick off. I'm not going out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so doing this is. Right. I was checking the weather every day. Right. I said, Rick, man, 
look pretty cold there to me. <laughs> He'll send me a beautiful picture of a day like this. Right. He said, no, it's about 62. You said uh, the, uh, the AD president, they made an impression on you. You're not easily impressed. Yeah. A man as accomplished as you are, been where you've been, you have heard a lot of sales pitches. What was it about his pitch? His honesty, man, and his heart and his passion for this university. Like, he wanted to make change. He, he said that they deserve a winner, and I, I feel like you're a winner. Yes. Um, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure this university wins before I leave here. That's what he said. Right. And we're going to do everything we, had, we, we can to give you the resources to make that happen. Right. And it has been true right. since the day I said I do. Do they do they know who they hired? Yes. <laughs> what, I, what part of me? What part of me? <laughs> uh, Why are you gonna make me show out? Why are you trying to make us show out? Can uh, we they, can we can we act right, please? Okay, okay, right, right. They know, so okay. They know. okay. What you mean by that? Because I know you. Yeah. See you cover here. Yes. Yes, that will be great for the job. <laughs> first of all, don't talk like that. First of all, don't talk like that. Second of all, get to it. you like, I really appreciate this opportunity. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know this opportunity will not be wasted or squandered. Mm -hmm. um, I believe in you. Thank you for believing in me. I mean, you all, that's not, that's not how you really talk. Cause I know because we what, talk. What? And then it's like, well, we want you to be yourself. All right, all right, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be called Friday. <laughs> And then you, you switched up on him, so I know how you go. No, no. Trust me, you got to understand, before uh, Rick got in that car <laughs> or got on that jet to come see me, you know they did their homework. Yeah, yeah. And he know. He yeah. knew. And uh, one thing that he elaborated, he wanted me to be me. I said, that's good, because I don't know no, who I, else to be. How can I? I don't know how, I'm, I'm the best how to be ever. someone else. Exactly. Yeah, just like you. Ain't no other shakes. No. Come on, baby. I called you. You know that, right? And asked you about this. Yeah. People don't know that. I don't. I don't. Cause you, you my brother. I know. And uh. And I know you know. I gave you. I gave you my honest opinion. Yeah, it was good. And uh. But I want. I wanted you to share your joy. Mm -hmm. I was happy for you. You know, I was happy for you. I said, brother, I'm so happy for you. But I wanted you. And it's like you know. Like, duh. Yeah, I knew. That's not my place. That's <laughs> not my place to steal his thunder. The man is going to be a head coach at a power five from a from an hbcu Which that's never, never happened never. he's got to share that moment not me he you know what i know you like a book and you know how much i love you and i know how you feel about me yeah you was mad when you at the folks i was because they only see what you didn't do and they don't give you credit for what you did do wow. and i was very disappointed in that that's all but one thing about it one thing i know for sure oh you gonna have me back but but you, you're a straight shooter one th everybody knows that. Ain't no punches. If I'm wrong, you're going to tell uh, me. First you, of all, you're going to call me I'm going to call you first. I'm going to say a punch. I'm going to call you. Call, you no, no, call me first let me know. Okay, yeah, I'm getting yeah, ready to say yeah, that. Yeah, So that, that's yeah. what I love about that, you. That's the, res that's the respect that we have for one mm -hmm. another. And when I'm wrong, if I say something on there, he's like, bro, I don't, I don't agree with you on that. And I'm like, okay. so, so how should wrong. It's your opinion. Right. Your opinion. How can you be wrong with your opinion? The one thing that you did tell me, and I've tried to do, take a, you know, He's like, you have to understand how credentialed you are. Do you understand who you are? Right. Your word carries weight. You're not just some pundit on TV. Right. You're a three-time mm -hmm. Super Bowl gold jacket wearing. And you're a real one. Yes. You're so no you have one. to so they're gonna take what you say to heart a right. lot more 
because they know you know what you're talking about. And so, they're fans of yours. Yes, yes. So it's like, man, I looked up to you and you right, offended me. Right, right. Like, how can you shoot at me and I looked up to right. you, man? Like, every word I And then sometimes I say, y'all offended me with that play. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Words cannot properly express how proud I am of you. Thank you. What you've been able to do, where you come from, I know how much you wanted a moment like this. Mm -hmm. I'm proud. You know, if you ever need anything from me, you know you can call me. And if I don't have it, and I know somebody that does, I'm going to put you in touch with them so you can get it. Yeah. to make sure you have everything that you need to be successful. I know you're going to be successful. You've been successful at everything you've ever done in life. You know, I, love, I, I don't love you like a brother. You are my brother. Ain't no people say, I love him like a brother. No, this is my brother. True. And I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you, bro. I need one thing, though, because you just told me that anything I need. What you need? These houses are expensive. <laughs> Do I know a realtor? Can you get yeah. a hookup? I need a hookup. Forget the realtor. I need a hookup. <laughs> I'm about to put two trailers on some property. <laughs> <laughs> hey, might be sleeping in your car. Ain't. No, I can sleep in my office. You got a Sprinter. Got you got a Sprinter van, right? No, I don't. Oh. I may sleep in the office. Maybe I know somebody that can hook you up with a Sprinter. You, you got one. Can I ain't got one. Yours? I ain't got one, but I can get you one. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.